0: It is The Brink coming to you for back-to-back episodes for the first time in, I can't even remember how long, but uh, it's an exciting time to be alive if that is the case, and it's also an exciting time to be alive when I'm not by myself, and I can move the microphone over to the left of me, and you can hear this voice.
1: Hello. Who,
0: who are you? What is your name?
1: I don't know. I'm
0: You're just some person. Um, is your name perhaps Mallory? Maybe. What's your, what's your last name now?
1: Waterworth.
0: Oh, look at that! Did you finally find out that you're actually related to me? Yep. Yep. That's that's exactly what happened. Uh, Mallory's alive and well, and she is currently playing. Uh, as often is the case when Mallory's on this show, she's obviously distracted by something else. But what are you? What are you playing right now?
1: Ah! Can okay, we?
0: She, she's playing... The game's not actually called Okay, Wait. She's pushing a giant orb of some variety. I don't actually know what this is. Uh, what is this game called?
1: It is called Phoenix Rising.
0: And what do you have to do when it comes to Phoenix Rising?
1: Kill some things and make the gods happy and... Yep.
0: Kill some things, make the gods happy and... Yep. Can you describe exactly what you are doing right now as you are playing?
1: I am trying to figure out this like puzzle it's a maze kind of Um, and then all of these different like I have to use different balls to to give me a sec
0: wow snappy she's pushing a ball
1: like to make the maze work essentially
0: Basically what I can see she's doing, she's pushing a giant ball into different slots and then it looks like she's going to push it up in the wind and it's going to fly up there. And so you have to get how many balls to make this maze work, do you know?
1: I don't know. I for sure have two that I can use.
0: It's very hard to explain exactly what she's doing. Um, And tell us a little bit about the character that you created. How how do you think she sounds?
1: I say that she has a porn star voice because she totally does.
0: And and what sort of effort did you put when it came to actually creating this character? Can you describe what your character looks like?
1: She is a redhead in a little like purple dress. Yep. A
0: redhead with purple dress. Cool. Very explanatory there. Uh, and are you enjoying? Are you enjoying this game?
1: Yes, I'm very into it. Much more into it than I feel like I normally get.
0: Much more into it than this podcast right now. No. No. Okay. Um, How many levels have you actually done on this game?
1: I've done the prologue.
0: Cool. All right. I don't
1: think I've gotten any further than that, have I?
0: I don't know. That's why I'm asking you.
1: I I know that I've finished the prologue for sure.
0: Awesome. Um, And do you know what exactly, once you create or complete this maze, what what will happen here? I can see there's like colourful things and there's like a giant beam of light. Uh, Also looks like you're in space. so, I mean, what what is the goal here of completing this maze?
1: Once I get through the maze, I will get a beam of lightning, like Zeus's lightning.
0: And that makes you special.
1: I don't know what it does yet. I'm not far enough.
0: Awesome source. Well, we will we will keep tuned to this specifically and kind of watch what it is you're doing. The ball just floated up very high in the sky uh we have an exciting episode today we have a couple of interviews coming your way that uh, brand new interviews as we're uh, making 2021 a very special year by bringing back i don't want to say exclusive interviews because they're not exclusive but uh new interviews that you've never heard that we've done specially for this podcast and i'm going to throw to one of them right now and we're going to come back with mallory a little bit later <laughs> Pleasure to welcome our next guest here to The Brink, uh, an emerging star here in Canada who, who, I shouldn't really say emerging, when you've got one and a half million career streams, that's not emerging, you're you're pretty prominent I think out there. Uh, Her name is Moe and she's just got a brand new single out that has just come out, it's called Starting Over, which I'm very excited to learn a little bit more about this song, her career and some other things to go over on this interview. So to welcome to The Brink right now, Moe, Moe, first of all, thanks for joining me today, it's a pleasure to chat with you.
2: Hello there. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to uh, meet you and thank you so much for having me.
0: It's most uh, most welcome to have you on here. And as I said, uh, when you've got one and a half million streams, uh, I think Emerging Artist doesn't really come out that way. I mean, I could release a song tomorrow, classify myself as an Emerging Artist. Don't think I'm going to get <laughs> one and a half million streams, but, uh, you know, <sighs> that, that must be nice to hear that. I can imagine every time you hear one and a half million streams, you're like, okay, do, doing this is pretty much worth it. I like hearing that.
2: Exactly. It definitely makes all of the hard work pay off when you know how the music is reaching people. And just to hear that number, you know, despite all of the the work that went behind it, it's just like, yes,
0: we're doing it. (laughs) It it, it definitely pays off. But as I said, the the brand new song starting over just dropped a couple of days ago. And as an artist, that's always the most exciting moment, isn't it? You've, You've put all this effort into that song, all the countless hours of writing, producing, recording, and then it's out there, the fans can listen to it. So, I mean, what's that moment like when finally people out there after such teasing can listen to the song
2: it feels amazing especially with a song like this one i kind of had it like in my belt for a little while uh, which i haven't like recorded it but i knew it was a song that i wanted to uh have as my next single so it's nice to finally have like the finished product after just having it you know starting off in voice notes on my phone uh, to just writing the lyrics out to have that final product along with like the music video and all of that. It's just nice to say, here you go, world. This is what I made. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take a listen to it, which I can imagine from starting just as a couple of voice notes. Is, is that how you generally work when it comes to writing new songs, kind of have an idea pop in your head, have something you want to express into a song and just kind of build it from that moment?
2: Yeah, it does. It starts with, you know, either an intense feeling that I'm going through that I'm wanting to express, uh, which was what's going on with this song, and just getting kind of those flavors popping into my head of different melodies of how I can picture it going. Um, So then I usually just go to the piano at that point and start messing around with different chords, uh, piecing together the song structure. So yeah, it is a very organic process with each step of building it into, you know, that full song afterwards
0: I know every artist is different and answers this question differently but is it a case of you prefer to write the words first or the melody first or is it really different from each song Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it really depends like it's not something I choose necessarily just kind of whatever comes to me so I don't just kind of sit and say okay I'm just gonna start writing lyrics it's kind of just something that grows in my head that I just kind of follow along and just you know do the best I can just to, you know, make it into that vision that I kind of see it coming in towards.
0: With Starting Over, uh, it's a song that uh, you've mentioned that anyone who's ever loved anyone can relate to the lyrics, uh, trying hardest and not knowing if you still have a fight in you. And I also saw your tweet as well, where you mentioned about uh, getting exhausted with the same cycle repeating over and over again. Now, mm-hmm. probably a personal question here, Mo, but I mean, is this based on anything uh, recently or is this <laughs> just a buildup of things? Can I ask you those questions?
2: Yeah. Well, this isn't like a recent kind of emotion I went through, but I would say, um, you know, maybe two years ago is kind of where this song birthed out of uh, as to what I was going through. And I just kept adding on to it, um, just kind of sticking with that same feeling of, of going to that heartache that I was going through and just, you know, that feeling where it's like, you think it's gonna work out it's like i have hope but then you after investing all this time and energy into this person it turns out you know they weren't thinking the same thing so it does you know show that kind of exhausting energy that you get after having to start over basically and uh you know have to start a connection with someone different basically
0: which it's always a weird positive that I guess an artist like yourself can have from that situation is that you can put it to words, come up with a song that other people can enjoy and then relate to. Not that there's ever a positive in going through a situation like that, but you know, every cloud has a silver lining. Isn't that what we're always taught? And I guess this is the case for a singer.
2: Mm-hmm, exactly. And it's, it does have that silver lining, because you know that other people are going to be able to connect with the song as well, and hopefully in interpret into whatever situation they're going to. And that's the beauty of music is that um, I sometimes I don't even write songs that are based on my personal experiences, but maybe off of the personal experiences of someone who's going to another who's going through another intense situation so I may feel inspired by their story so it just you know establishes that connection with them and being able to you know show like I understand how you're feeling and just being able to express that through sound.
0: And I can imagine when you start off with music I believe you started off at a quite young age move that i mean hmm. when you're sort of learning and developing that technique through playing music writing songs and everything it's it's not something i can imagine comes to you straight away i mean when you're young you mm-hmm. maybe haven't gone through the experiences as you do as you get older so whereas you're writing about certain things when you're starting out to kind of going through these life experiences and it's going to continue that way i can imagine the older and older you get as well
2: yeah especially with songwriting um I have my songs that I wrote like 10 years ago and then I listen back to them. It's like, yeah, we, those were definitely the beginning stages when I was <laughs> just starting to write music. Uh, but then you do develop that ear for what you personally enjoy, what your own personal sound is, and what is the message that you want to share to others.
0: And do you, when it comes to writing both the music and, and the lyrics, do you have a preference? Like does one kind of you enjoy more, you enjoy equally as well? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I guess it depends. I do like several genres. So I do like being able to kind of fuse them together. Um, But mostly I do stick in the electro pop genre. uh, But I do like to put in different flavors of sounds from different uh, genres. Uh, So with starting over, it kind of has that more ballad type feel to it that I wanted to um, explore because my other songs are kind of a more upbeat, energetic mood to them. So I wanted to you know, show people a more vulnerable side with having this more sadder song.
0: You mentioned the whole process, the the writing, the recording, and then also you mentioned the music video. I think that must be the, the funnest part of, of being a, a musical artist, Mo. It's it's kind of coming up with that concept of a music video. I mean, do you just – when you're writing these songs and you're recording them, are you all of a sudden just picturing the visual aspect of it, what crazy stuff you might be able to get up to? And in this day and age with YouTube, you can mm-hmm. drop these clips <laughs> all the time. I mean, it must be a fun process to think of a music video.
2: Yes, it is because I am a very uh, – arts oriented person so that's not just music I like thinking about the visual arts as well the graphics um, even you know dances or whatever so I do like being a part of the design process with the cover art and thinking of the concepts for the music video that I want to show and thinking you know where is this music video going to be shot what are we going to be wearing so it is so much fun because it's not just the song that you're releasing it's kind of the whole package that you're working on
0: can you give us a bit of a teaser of what we can expect from the uh, music video for starting over?
2: Yeah. So it does follow around the concept of having to light a candle at the beginning of the music video. And that flame represents the hope that you're having with a potential love interest. Um, But then during the music video, you see that the candles blow out and that light is gone. So Uh, With that being gone at the end of the music video, I'm then having to light a candle again and kind of begin that process over.
0: It sounds very intriguing. And and I have to ask the Mm. the deep, meaningful question here then. How many candles did you actually use during the filming of the music video?
2: (laughs) We had like this nice little stand of five candles. Right. And... I was using a um, like match just to light them, and I almost burnt my finger a few times, having to light them all five in a row before the match burned out. So that
0: was fun. <laughs> Always the fun aspect of uh, doing these sort of things, right? You know, kind mm-hmm. of uh, making sure you don't burn yourself. It's probably one of the good yeah. things to not to not do with that one. Yeah. I think. Getting uh, into the, the nitty gritty. <laughs> exactly. The, the song produced by Bogdan Brodbrav and vocal producer Yovan Yovanov. Now I'm I'm intrigued about working with Jovan because I, I'm a big Eurovision fan, Move. and mm-hmm. this is a guy who's written a couple of songs for uh, Macedonia, I believe, in Eurovision in 2004 and 2009. I mean, what, what's it like working with someone like that? And I don't know how much you're into Eurovision, but, I mean, kind of having that experience from a guy like that who's uh, mm-hmm. written songs on a stage like that as well must be interesting.
2: I know. I'm so grateful that he is here in Toronto now, and I have the privilege of working with him. I've been working with him for about three years now, and he just brings so many creative ideas, um, such as like adding different harmonies to the vocals, just to make the sound the sound song the song sound so much fuller. And uh, in terms of the Euro kind of um, sound that they bring, you can really hear it with the dance beats and the club beats. That's kind of originating solely from europe and that's where it's born from so it's nice that he's able to bring that into the grooves that i have for my song
0: have you managed to watch a lot of eurovision since knowing oven or even before you you met him
2: <laughs> yeah there was a few um of his old music videos because he was in some bands uh like really popular bands in macedonia so he was showing those to me and i just thought they were so cool like <laughs> you know you can see how a lot of um like music from North America kind of worked with those producers from there and kind of followed the same tone with them.
0: I I think Canada needs, I I mean, Australia weirdly got a place in Eurovision. So we, for whatever reason, have been competing in Eurovision now for about the last five, six years. I think we are the biggest supporter of the competition outside of of Europe. But if they're opening it up to us, open up to the world, get Canada out there and who knows, you could be performing at Eurovision one day. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs>
0: that would be something, you know. I, I mean, I know Celine Dion, fun. I think, won for Switzerland or something one year. So, I mean, it, you wouldn't really? be the first Canadian. But, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he can recruit you to, to represent Macedonia at one point. Who knows?
2: <laughs> of course. You know? um, I don't know. If, do they take a lot of, like, you know, English... You know, language, you don't have but, to yeah, it depends follow the on specific language of the country. It depends on
0: the country. Yeah, most most artists like to do it in English, but every now and then they will uh, mm-hmm. sort of put it out there. I, I think Portugal a couple of years ago won it in Portuguese, but that was the first time in a long time that a non-English song oh, had won okay. it. Oh, so, Wow. Um, you never know. Maybe you can learn Macedonian. There's another option for you. So, um, I'm
2: not the yeah. best with languages.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you never but know. You never know. It's a uh, dream. Yeah, exactly. Put it on the bucket list. And then if you've got something to strive towards, then have yeah. Eurovision like 2028. 20, Why not? You know, that's Just seven during years. during the pandemic, that's learn a new language. Exactly. Exactly exactly sounds very good to me with with the new song out obviously a lot of questions come out about more music everything along those lines is there is there plans for an album an EP kind of what what's the plan moving forward now that this song is out
2: Yeah I have been working other songs um, with other producers as well so it's nice to have different collaborators going on at the same time and I am hoping to release uh, you know either a second EP or an album in summer 2021. So it's just nice to have a new collection of music for people um, with what I've been creating over the past year.
0: And is that helped or hampered by the pandemic? Does it mean you're writing a lot more things or you're kind of so sick of sitting around the house that you just don't want to write music? Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of how is that working right now?
2: Yeah, I think it definitely has helped me grow as a singer and songwriter um, because even though during the summer I would usually – Be performing at different festivals with a live band. Uh, I have been having more time to work on my songwriting and just being able to think outside of the box and think of, you know, what other genres do I want to work with? And uh, just being able to fine tune um, my music more and how I'm wanting the song to evolve. So, yeah, you know, just being able to adapt and learn and think um if, if there is a different way I want to present music now that I have all of this time to kind of do some exploring
0: fantastic we'll be keeping an eye out to see how that all uh plays out of course now before we get to mm-hmm. our, our final five questions Mo, I have scrolling through the gram looking at some of your posts through here and I, I discovered posts from last year uh wearing a, a Toronto Maple Leaf shirt and obviously a proud Ontario native are, are you a Maple Leafs mm-hmm. fan can I assume that is the case
2: Yes, my family, you know, big Maple Leaf supporters, um, you know, but I do feel bad for my dad, though, because year after year, he just hopes for them to win. But <laughs> It's just a long time. It's been a little bit dry, but they have been doing this well this season from what I've heard, so
0: that's yes, good. Yes, yes. And uh, well, I also have to ask then too, then. I mean, obviously, you get, do you get caught up in the hype during the Raptors a couple of seasons ago when, when they won, whether you were a Raptors fan before or not? I can imagine living in Toronto, mm. you, you can't avoid that.
2: Yeah, of course. That was a huge celebration with people um, just so ec- ecstatic over the Raptors win. So you just can't help but feel that sense of pride and that pr- uh, sense of community, knowing that your team is like on that world stage, just representing the best of the best. So, yeah, that was a great time.
0: I can then have to ask the difficult question then. What do you think your dad would be more proud of? The Leafs finally breaking through to win a cup or maybe you winning mm-hmm. a Grammy or Eurovision? One of those two. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Um, I know, I don't know. I hope he would be more supportive of me uh, with winning a (laughs) Grammy, but I do know he has been longing... He has all his Maple Leaf merchandise, so he's just every single game he watches it. So, you know, he'd be pretty about, happy about that too.
0: You might, you might be excused for that one time. It's like, great, you won a Grammy, but the Leafs are about to win the Stanley Cup. So just, <laughs>
2: exactly. You
0: know, not has been today. waiting his whole
2: life. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Uh, we wrap up every single interview with a series of five questions. Now, as I explained to you a little bit off air, one of these... I'll have to briefly explain, as uh, it comes from an Australian advertising campaign. But other than that, easiest questions you'll ever uh, answer in your life, Mo.ve You'll think, "Why on earth is he asking me these? These are ridiculous." But hey, <laughs> if I inspire you to write a song off these, then I've done my job well. So, uh, okay, we'll see how we go. Let's Question do it. number one: What is your favorite type of cheese?
2: Type of cheese. We're gonna mm. go with some classic sharp cheddar. Just sharp having that with cheddar. some Triscuits.
0: Nice. Bold flavors. That's good to hear. Yes. I think it's kind of <laughs> people often say cheddar, but when you gotta describe, I feel the level of cheddar you're willing to go with because yeah. different layers of the cheddar, right? That bitey sharp stuff definitely mm-hmm. packs a different punch than just your regular Walmart cheddar, right? So
2: Yeah, there's different kinds. You gotta, exactly. you gotta state
0: it. Exactly. All right, question number two. This is one I'm gonna explain briefly we had an advertising campaign for toilet paper and before you hang up there's more to it than that uh <laughs> it simply asks people when they go to the bathroom are you a folder or a scruncher of your toilet paper so i'm gonna to have to ask you right now Mo, are you a folder <laughs> oh or a scruncher
2: goodness. um i would say i'm a very organized person so i am a folder even when it comes to toilet paper
0: perfect that's what i like to hear as a fellow folder (laughs) that is the correct answer that is uh, bonus points for you today question number three growing up what was your dream job
2: um probably doing singing like i just love watching musicals growing up and you know, wanted to be on stage as well, showing that same energy. So, yeah, just being on stage performing was the dream job.
0: I have to ask them, what's your favourite musical growing up?
2: Favourite musical? There's so many, but my favourite one is The Lion King. Just with the set that they make and the costumes are just spectacular.
0: Good answer. I like that one. Uh, Also growing Mm -hmm. up, who was your childhood celebrity crush?
2: Um... That's a good question. I would say growing up in Toronto, um, when I was younger, I was a big fan of Mariana's Trench. So mm-hmm. maybe like Josh Ramsey, like the lead singer of the group.
0: I like that. Just yes. uh,
2: seeing them at much music and all of that.
0: Yep, I'll that works. Them. Would you like to collaborate with Mariana's Trench if the opportunity came about?
2: Yes, that'd be so cool. They <laughs> always kill it with like the choir and. The production they put into their songs is awesome.
0: We'll make it happen. People listening right now, come on. We can we can get it happening. We've got Eurovision, Grammys, yeah. uh, Marriott's Trench. <laughs> Don't know how influence we'll have on the least winning the cup, but we'll do what we can. Um, yeah. so 2022, let's go. Exactly. There we go. Uh, final question for you today, Moe. What is your worst habit?
2: Uh, worst habit. I guess I still bite my nails and pick my nails, which I keep trying to find ways to stop, but I don't know. I just, um we are need to dip them in lemon or something nah. just so I don't touch them. But,
0: yeah. Well, That, that would, would be an interesting, that. <laughs> interesting way to go about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've not quite heard that method before. But, hey, whatever works. You never know. <laughs> you give, give it you a never try. never know. As I mentioned before, Starting Over is available now where all good songs are available to be streamed. Now, before I let you go, Mo, give give yourself a shout-out on terms of social media. Where can people find you on uh, Instagram, Twitter, the likes? Give mm-hmm. give a shout-out. Give a plug.
2: Yes. On Instagram, I am at mauve.music. I'm on Facebook as well. You can find all of my music videos on YouTube and Twitter. I am at music by mauve and mauve is spelled M-A-U-V-E.
0: Perfect. I hope I've, I've actually done quite well. I think in pronouncing it all, all this episode. So, yes, um, you know, <laughs> you're
2: doing great. Accent and
0: all, I've I've practiced, ready to go for this mm-hmm. episode. So I appreciate uh, that. You're welcome. This is the first time I think in my entire <laughs> career I've ever pronounced somebody correctly the entire interview. So, oh my goodness. Uh, you know, it's been a few of these, so I've finally Hi. gotten it right. Mo, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure chatting you on the brink, and uh, I look forward to seeing all the other music coming through. And uh, we'll have to do this again when that Grammy comes about.
2: Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Great to chat with you.
0: Okay, uh, just a brief break in transmission between interviews. Uh, You are going to hear another chat in just a few moments. But uh, I'm with Mallory again, and I I did kind of tease at the end of last year in The Best Of, and then I did kind of tease last week of the slight little change in um, situation, particularly why Mallory has a different last name. And this is a bit of a first for the brink in our uh, 15-year history that two co-hosts have gotten married together. And no, it wasn't Josh and Anthony finally declaring their love with each other. It was uh, apparently some random person who decided that they wanted to marry me. Is that is that correct, Mallory?
1: Yes, I am some random person.
0: Yes, we've never heard of you before or anything along those lines. Um, but we're married. Congratulations. Woo! Anyway, I'm congratulating you. I was involved in it as well. Um, what, what was the decision to all of a sudden... Get married after a few attempts. Well, not a few attempts, but at least one attempt and then a later attempt. Tell tell our listener about the decision that led us to actually finally doing it.
1: Um, COVID?
0: Is there more, more to it than that?
1: What do you mean?
0: Well, thank you. Uh, but like in terms of, you know, COVID's been going for quite some time now. So why all of a sudden was it a case of, hey, let's do this eventually rather than just when we could have done it months ago because of COVID?
1: Because
0: we love each other? There's going to be more to it than that.
1: What do you want me to say? Well,
0: maybe I'll be Stiggy. He seems to be a little bit more involved in this podcast. He's just jumping over the thing. Um, I don't know. How about you discuss why we decided to get married, you know, in like three weeks notice?
1: Because we love each other? Um, because...
0: Okay, let me rephrase the question. We had re we initially organized to get married in November, then we wanted to get married in April, but then we had a decision, we thought, okay, well how about we just go ahead and do this now? now there was more to it than simply because we love each other, or do I have to do the explaining here?
1: Because COVID and we decided your family wasn't gonna come over. And yeah.
0: Okay. Well, sure. Uh, You sound very interested into it. Um, How was the whole experience in uh, putting together a wedding in, like, three weeks for the, the type of wedding it was?
1: It was real good.
0: Okay. Do you care to elaborate more?
1: We were stressed out, but it was fun and it was fairly easy.
0: Can you describe the wedding for us? How did it all go about?
1: We got married on, like, in this little gazebo by the beach and... That made me happy, and that made you happy, and it was really pretty.
0: I swear we haven't turned Mallory down to about a three since the last time she was on this show. I just kind of feel this excitement level from Mallory's even waned even more when she used to be on a phone all the time. Uh, obviously very excited to be married to me, I can tell.
1: I sure am.
0: You sure are.
1: That's what I just said. Yeah.
0: Yes, okay. And uh, went on Zoom, was excitable, all that kind of fun stuff. Tell everyone about your dress or what you wore. Come on, this is what everybody wants to know about a wedding.
1: I wore a dress. It was white and pretty, and I think you liked it.
0: I I did. Is, is there more to explain about what the dress looked like?
1: Uh, there was some lace on top. and
0: what, what, what accessories did you have? How did you accessorize with the dress?
1: I wore some blue boots. and
0: <laughs> Wow, people have really missed you on this podcast.
1: Did I wear a necklace? I don't even remember.
0: You had a, a maroon shawl thing on you? Yeah. And a white, didn't you have a white thing as well, the, the blanket? Oh, that was just a blanket. That was just a blanket, yep. Um. And tell everyone about your vowels. How how were they to write?
1: Yeah, good. They were like, what, less than half the length of yours?
0: And how were mine?
1: Good, much better than mine.
0: Did you Did you expect me to write ridiculous things like I did? Yes. Can you explain the ridiculous things that I did write?
1: Uh, you had, how many, how many references did you have in your best? Uh,
0: there was at least four movie, well, three franchises, four, no, three, yeah, about four or five or six. I can't remember. There were a few.
1: There was a Star Wars one. Oh,
0: shit. And that's how she feels about Star Wars. Oh. Shit, shit.
1: There was a Star Wars one. There was a Paris Bueller one. Mm-hmm. There was James Bond. Yep. No. Yeah. A couple of
0: James Bond ones, and there's also a Jurassic Park reference. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah tick them all off the boxes and all that kind of stuff. Um,
1: exactly what you would expect from me.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was also mainly to please Colin, mainly more so than my now wife. Uh, honeymoon, tell tell our, uh, well, not all the details about Honeymoon. We don't want to go that de- detail, but the the adult, friendly, the children-friendly version of, of the Honeymoon. I know what I'm trying to say. The, the honey version of the Honeymoon that your mother could listen to.
1: Um... We went up to Parksville, which is like this little... What the heck? Why does this keep getting so cute?
0: She's still playing a game, by the way, people, if you're wondering why she's randomly commenting on things.
1: Um, we went up to Parksville, which is like a little town north of Victoria where we live, and we stayed at a really fancy resort and spa, and we went to the spa, which was nice.
0: We did. And uh would you recommend Parksville to our listener? Sure, well, sure. I and we, we like Parksville, obviously not quite where we wanted to go, but we will we going to uh, you know, when we eventually can do all that. Uh, how is married life different? i I can tell that podcast enthusiasm wanes with a different last name. Is that uh, did you expect that to happen?
1: No <laughs>
0: No, just gradually. Uh, goes down with time, and realising that you're stuck with me for life with this sort of stuff. Is married life actually any different? I don't think so. How how is it getting used to having a different last name?
1: Um, it's not been bad.
0: Is it is it um difficult when it comes to? I mean, your signature. You had to change your signature. A slight little uh, thing that you've got to realise. You've got to do.
1: Yeah. Um. My signature has changed so much since I changed it as well. Um. But I don't know. I don't mind.
0: And and in terms of um, right now, sitting here on a couch, playing a PlayStation 5 game, falling off a cliff, uh, going in a purple circle and having this in your face, is this how you always imagined married life to be?
1: Yes.
0: That, that was actually, that yes was preceded by a very, almost like a death stare towards me. I don't actually know. What would you call that look?
1: A loving
0: look. I, I, I definitely wouldn't call it that. Um, well, it's insightful. It's always insightful to find it. This, this is actually, I think, if anybody's listened to this show for a long time, probably what they would expect someone who married me to feel like. You know, it's not like a joyous occasion. It's just kind of like a, yeah, I did it. You know, I did it for these reasons. And finally, it just, it happened. Uh, would that be a fair assessment? Yeah. Great. We'll come back very shortly and you'll hear from Mallory. At the end of this episode. I did it. She did it. That's her realising she got married to me. Is that right? Yep. Sweet. Continuing on some great interviews here on The Brink, and I'm super excited to chat to our next guest, another singer-songwriter, this time from close to my neck of the woods here in Canada, in BC at least, in Vancouver. Her songs have achieved more than a million career streams across multiple platforms, and she recently released her brand-new single, envious which i have to say i'm envious of how good it is and how many times i've been <laughs> listening to it recently uh, it's a pleasure to welcome to the brink rain rain first of all welcome to the show it's great to chat with you today
3: thank you so much for having me i'm super excited to be here
0: i i'm, I'm really glad that i'm actually chatting to you about your song envious to start with because if i started off by chatting about your song bored i'd be a bit worried by going our next guest is bored to be here today it's rain which <laughs> i don't know how that would start off an interview
3: probably not great
0: mm, yeah Hi,
3: i'm right. i don't want to be here now. yeah exactly
0: exactly that was the mood at the time with that song you're just like ah totally yeah. bored can't be bothered doing this no what i try I not doing? to
3: bring that with me that mentality
0: <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> don't, don't think about it again Never, never again. But Envious, Um, as I said, I've been listening to this song. It's been stuck in my head uh, since I, I first heard it. It's a, it's a great track. It's been out for a month or so now. I mean, how, how have you found it being out there and people listening to it, giving their feedback and everything since it has been released?
3: Oh, it's great. I'm just so like I'm always so happy when I release new music. Um, Cause like everything in the music industry takes forever. It's horrible and I'm so impatient. And so when I finally get to release a song and share it with people, I'm just so excited. And I don't know, I've had really great response with it and it's getting some radio play, which is really exciting. And so I'm just all around stoked.
0: <laughs> is it something that knowing it's on the radio that when you're driving mm-hmm. out there that you actually turn it on in the hope that maybe it will be on one time when you're listening to the radio?
3: yes like i i normally listen to podcasts when i drive like i try not to drive because i hate it like (laughs) i'm such an anxious driver so normally i'm like listening to a podcast or whatever but recently i've just been like i have the stations on that i know have played it a couple times and i'm like it's gonna happen one day it's gonna happen
0: (laughs) (laughs) so it hasn't happened yet you haven't happened to come across it no it's mostly
3: being played in toronto um and like the ontario area so i I haven't
0: actually heard it in my car yet, but one okay. day I'm holding out hope. Yeah, and and is it one of those moments that you think when you actually hear it that you're just going to crank it up so loud you might be at a red light and awkwardly look over at somebody who you hope you're enjoying at the same time? And go, hey, it's me! <laughs> look, look, right here! It's, I can see alive. <laughs> this is my song!
3: Oh my god! What do you think? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Have a bit of a breakdown, maybe pull over.
0: Yep. <laughs> just you know, just yeah, have that moment. And and hopefully that they're they're liking it though, because that would be a bit awkward if they look over and you see them listening to it, Oh, this is shit and they turn the channel. Then that's awkward.
3: <laughs> they're like, Oh, yeah, this yeah. sucks actually. Oh,
0: well, well, you Never know, listening
3: to the song again.
0: Yeah, just, you know, screw you and just drive off and flip him the bird or something <laughs> like that. As, as flip you go the bird there.
3: as I'm going
0: by? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, how long was the process with envious sort of you you mentioned sort of the impatient level there of kind of when you got a new song coming out that way, but I mean, sort of was there this is an extended process? Was it a shorter process compared to some of the other songs oh, you put wow. out?
3: It was so long. I wrote the song in 2018 in December, wow. so I was 16 at the time. And it was like one of the first songs that ever co-written and I was just so excited about it. And I was like, wow, this is great. I love it. Um, And then we just had it for like two years. (laughs) And then um, we decided to release it in December of 2020, which is exciting. Um, We got it remixed because after two years, I was like, I'm kind of tired of it. You know, I've heard it (laughs) so many times like playing it for friends, playing it for family. I want it to be like spruced up a little bit. And so, we uh, did that, and then I was like, yes, okay, this is perfect. We're ready to go, and then we and released
0: it. Then it's out, boom, and people are, people are enjoying it. You're speaking to random Australian podcast host based in Victoria now about it, so that's <laughs> kind of how uh, everybody hopes when they release a, a song like that. But you co-wrote this with uh, Tavish Crow and Ryan Stewart and had it produced by Nicholas Henriques. I mean, what was it like working with those guys? They've worked with some uh, pretty prominent artists uh, over their time as well. So to work with some of those guys, does it help you sort of fine-tune what you've already got in your head when it comes to writing a track like this?
3: Yeah, I find like all co-writing um is like a great learning experience, but that was my first time ever writing with Tavish um, and like my third time working with Ryan. And so I was quite nervous going into the session because I was like, these are new people. Like I want my song to be like received well or whatever. Like I'm a lot more secure in myself as a writer now than I was then because I was just so new at it. But um, it's, it's so incredible working with those guys. I write with Tavish like every week now, just like doing demos and creating new songs and just, working and making new things and yeah, like I love them and they're super good at what they do.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's good. That's, that's always a good thing to learn. And is it something that I, I read in a past interview of yours that you have about 20 odd notebooks just sitting around and you also do a lot of uh, notes and everything in your phone. So when, when you're writing with Tabish, is this a constant idea of look what I've written down in a notebook? What do you think of this for an idea and kind of just gelling together some ideas for a track?
3: it depends really. Like sometimes he'll, um, bring in a track and be like, when I, when I was like creating this, I, w- um, was really visualizing like this word in my head and I was like, okay, yeah, that's really cool. Let's go with that. And then we like create a story around that word or that concept. And other times like with what happened with Envious, I'll come in with a partially written song and be like, hi guys, this is what I've been working on. What do you think? And maybe we can change it a little bit. Um, the other day I had a writing session with Tavish. <laughs> I was like, wait, I had like this really good idea. Let me find it. And I have like four Gmail accounts. So I'm going through all my Google docs on each account, trying to find it. And I'm like rifling through notebooks. I'm like, I promise I have this somewhere. <laughs> so it's a little bit chaotic at times if I'm not super prepared, but I don't know. It's fun. It's fun being a little bit chaotic with creativity i think
0: well i can imagine that's when all of a sudden you come up with the idea hey my next song is called chaotic there it is simple Yeah, um,
3: totally
0: yeah that's that's a whole plan right you come in there unorganized and chaotic to then say mm-hmm. hey what about this for an idea if i can't find a song well let's write a song about not finding a yeah. song
3: <laughs> i'm like wait i don't have any ideas let me look around the room
0: exactly no, that isn't yeah i'm
3: like I make it sound like I'm never prepared for writing sessions. I'm usually prepared for writing
0: sessions. (laughs)
3: Every once in a while, I won't know until like the night before. And then I'll be like, oh, no. Um, But yeah, for the most part, I'm prepared. (laughs) I
0: I do like how your music has been described. Music you can sing and dance along to while out with your friends and then cry to in the cab. (laughs) home um I mean that 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 in itself you're talking about being unorganised and chaotic sometimes not all the time but that in <laughs> itself must take some skill like going out dancing and then you're just gonna cry your eyes out on the way home I mean that's that's some interesting music right there
3: I I like to think so um I I call it like sad dancing pop music because <laughs> like, like you said it's something you can kind of move to it right but you can also like get in your feels and be like oh I'm really sad right now <laughs> And I think that's kind of the music that I personally enjoy that duality of emotion versus like what you're feeling with the song. And yeah, I like that's the kind of music that I like to make something that's almost like a juxtaposition of itself.
0: And is that something that comes from experiences? Do you use a lot of life experiences at that point? Friends, life experiences, is it stuff that kind of just comes together in a song or is it sort of a mixture of everything?
3: It's kind of a mixture of everything. Um, I'm often, like, inspired by, like, the most random things to write songs. Like, most of the time when I write a song, I start with a story that I've come up with that might be inspired by a book I read or something I saw on a TV show or, like, one of those, like, a commercial for, like, one of those, like, housewives shows with all the drama. They'll be, like, saying something, and I'm like, hmm, this drama's kind of interesting, you know? Like, I try to pull from, like, as many different outlets as possible just so I don't, I don't know, like, pigeonhole myself into only writing like one thing.
0: Hmm. So, yeah. I can I can imagine that's the first time someone's ever used one of those housewife shows as inspiration rather than being bored. Of <laughs> anything <potentially>. positive. <laughs> yeah. You know, like actually watching it for some value rather oh, than... Oh, I just... don't
3: watch it. Yeah. It's just playing. You know, you, you get those ads and there's like, it's like 30 seconds of people just screaming at each other
0: <laughs> and like throwing
3: wine. And you're like, yeah, this is a little bit much, but I think I can maybe take some inspiration
0: from that. <laughs> So we're gonna expect a new song coming out called Crap TV, potentially. Um, sort of <laughs> totally. on, on the next release on, on that side of things. What what drew you into getting into music, Rain? At what point in your life did you sort of wake up and go, This is this is something I want to pursue?
3: Oh, I don't know. I've for as long as I can remember, I've loved music. Um, growing up, I listened to like so much, like different types of music, anything from like Billy Talent rock metal music to harry connick jr and And, like kind of just a little bit of everything um because my dad really likes music and i sang a lot of opera when i was like five which was so annoying (laughs) and kind of just all over the place um i like to say that a time when i realized that i really wanted to like become a performer was um when I was nine and I was singing karaoke with a live band on a cruise ship and I was like, this is sick. I wanna do this for the rest of my life. I'm having such a good time singing like Rolling in the Deep by Adele. <laughs> killing Tell it. me
0: there's a video of this, Rain. Tell me there's something that exists. There is. I think oh. it, I
3: think I took it down from my YouTube channel and just privated it because oh. it's so old and I'm like tiny.
0: <laughs> you know that's yeah. coming and out like, when you win a Grammy. That's gonna be like all over C B C and God. stuff. Like she was nine years old on a cruise ship
3: <laughs> here's nine-year-old rain or like when they do one of those um documentaries where they play like videos of you as a kid and it's yep. just me like, yep. absolutely killing it to yep.
0: Adele geez <laughs> wow. there's that's that's got to be seen I, I I feel opera as well like you know I, I want to add this along to the lines of going out dancing with your friends crying in the cab home and then going home and just singing opera to get over the night out oh, that's God, kind of no. a combination
3: I was like, I like hyper fixated on the song Ave Maria, and it was like Ah, all I listened to. My mom had like a a Blackberry flip phone, and we would go to the mall, and I'd be like, Can I listen to the song? And she would just like play it on her phone, and I'd just like walk around with it (laughs) playing against my ear. Like, so weird. I was such a weird kid,
0: but yeah,
3: always loved music.
0: I like that though. Like I don't know how familiar you are with Charlotte Church. She went from opera to pop, so you never know. Like there's there's layers to give it. Me, or you can just do the off. opposite, you know, Get pop into to that. Opera. yeah. Go for it. <laughs> totally. No, Josh groban like someone like that. Just kinda of keep going out there. Why not? <laughs> I have to say though, with with the name Rain, does that simply just become from Vancouver? The fact that it just rains all the time so like, Yeah, hey, what's my name? <laughs> okay, Rain. I'll go with that.
3: That's that's probably a better reasoning than the one that I have, which is there isn't any like I wanted a stage name because I just wanted one. Like I like having separation between like myself and like when I'm with my family, with my friends and like me when I'm performing, you know, mm-hmm. I thought that'd be kind of cool. And so I just was like d- sent on a mass text, to, like all my family, like song, like name suggestions for me, please. <laughs> Anything will do. Like I just want something kind of cool. Like I want one name, I think. Um, and I think it was my grandpa who suggested it. It was, I think it means like lyric or like song or something in a Scandinavian language. And I was like, this is cool. I'm Scandinavian. Let's, let's do it. And Locked that was it. literally like my meeting. Wow. There isn't really much. Were, were there it, any I other
0: thought. options? <laughs> any other finalists that got close?
3: Mm, I don't know. Um, there was like Soren for a while. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I can't really think of any, mm. um, yeah. Kenzie at one point. Um, cause that's my middle name is Mackenzie, but we stuck with rain and I like it. It's kind of fun. It's works. annoying because there's a lot of other artists named rain. I found out after <laughs> and their songs will constantly get linked to my Spotify account. It'll be like your new song, blah, blah, blah is releasing tomorrow. I'm like, no, it's not, it's not me. <laughs> that's not me, <laughs> but it's that's worth really- it. <laughs> I know there's an
0: Australian artist called James rain um so he's been around for for quite some time but does that then does that does you you say you talk about separating it kind of from you performing in your family but then does it get to a point where you get so used to be called rain in your professional life that when you come home and your mum doesn't call you by that and you, you're not answering or something like that or you're going out with friends they're calling you by and like no, no no it's rain now it's just going to take over eventually into everyday life <laughs>
3: no i don't think so one time i was on radio tour and i was like still quite new with being called rain my mom was there um because i was like uh, 17 at the time and so she was like rain 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 and i did not drown <laughs> um i'm definitely getting better at it though but like i never know whether to like introduce myself as rain or like with my actual name
1: <laughs> mm, okay. but I'm, I'm, I'm
3: trying to like fit, like feel it out you know middle it's ground just so, awkward sometimes being like hi this is my stage name you can't call me anything else
0: <laughs> but you can have like two lives though that's kind of cool though because i guess like in your personal life you just want to mm-hmm. chill you don't actually want to think about your day job and everything along those lines so you just you're back to normal life and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're watching tv and they're talking about 30 degrees and a chance of rain you're like ah shit i'm trying to get away from that today but there it is oh, well.
3: <laughs> that actually that has happened before i was watching like a youtube video and they were like they said something like, "I love rain," and I was like, "That's me."
0: <laughs> so what?
3: I'll, Just, I think it'll start happening more. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. You could you can make make some fun with that one. I could see. Uh, mm-hmm. With obviously Envious doing quite well, uh, I mean, plans now for more music, albums, EPs. Kind of what's sort of twenty twenty one looking like for yourself this year?
3: I plan to release my EP mid twenty twenty one, probably May or later ish. We haven't really like picked a specific date but we're working towards it um Great. and i hope to release one or two singles before then we'll have to see with time and everything because everything takes forever in the music industry <laughs>
0: <laughs> bit of extra time though i can imagine right now with the pandemic does it give you extra time or is it just you get bored can i just bring that up again it's just like ah don't write music right now
3: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know really like writing and everything is different and like going into the studio and that kind of thing is is so different from before I don't know if it really gives me more time or less time definitely less like commuting time because I can just stay at home go from my bedroom to my studio (laughs) have a songwriting session record the vocals and send them off and not have to like drive an hour each way yep um so in that sense I save time but I don't know about everything else
0: yeah (laughs) there's something though about like working at home is great on paper, but there are just days when you just can't separate it, right? Like you can't separate yourself from rain. Like I'm in the bedroom, I'm going to sleep. I just want to read a book, watch some TV. Oh, I've got to go to work. I guess I'm rain today in the next room in the studio. But sometimes it's just, it's Monday, it's Tuesday. You just, eh, whatever.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It it, it gets like a little mixy sometimes when I'm like working in the kitchen and like doing stuff. And I'm like, Oh, where is work and where is not work? And I'm like in this limbo of leisure and working because like a lot of my like hobbies um are like related to my work in like creating videos and editing pictures and all this stuff and so I'm kind of constantly like am I working or am I not working? <laughs> Which I think is is kind of a good way to be. Yeah. Um in some senses. So yeah, I'm not what complaining. They, what do they
0: say when you're working in it and you love it, it's not work, right? So that's kind of find a, <laughs> yeah. find a job like that. You mentioned the editing and doing your videos. I got actually really excited on one of your Instagram posts. You a uh, picture there of you editing a video with all the many layers and tracks and everything. And you sort of mentioned about how editing's fun, particularly at the end product or everything. I'm, I'm yeah. weird like that too. I, I love editing to a point where mm-hmm you're sometimes there for about six or seven hours and like, shit, I've been oh, here yeah. for way too long. So yeah. it's a weird torture, isn't it? Editing things.
3: <laughs> it is. Cause you hate it, but you love it. Yeah. You love it at the end. But when you're doing it, you're like, God, I want this to be over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and how tedious um, are and- you? Like how meticulous are you with everything just fitting together? Cause I feel that in itself is a weird, a- you know, ACD quirk sort of thing. OCD quirk.
3: It depends on what you're doing. Really? Like, I did one video for a Selena Gomez song called Boyfriend and I spent like a month doing that video wow. of like yeah. filming. Like I normally when I do a video, I'll just kind of like shoot stuff and then put it together and be like, oh, this is really cool. I like it or I want this to happen here or whatever and just kind of have like a vague idea But for, for that one. I like had all the lyrics, had it on my iPad and I was like highlighting what's going to be happening in each section each section of the song and what I'm going to be saying when and where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be wearing <laughs> and like that took so long um, I really like the video though. And like, I'm doing like an infomercial in it and I like made things for the infomercial and I'm like right. bearing a Barbie at one point, And then <laughs> I, it was during COVID. So I like filmed my brother as like the <laughs> build a boyfriend, which is kind of weird and vaguely incestuous, but not attracted to my brother. Don't worry about it. <laughs> clarify
0: that on air. Good to know. All right. Yeah. Yep. Good to
3: know. We yep. have that down. Yep. Um, yep. It's just making do with what you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: that's, that's it. I mean, until now, no one knew that. So you got away with it, I think, <laughs> until this interview, I think. But actually, it's, it's funny. I, I enjoy the lyric video for Bored, uh, where I you've got you? this guy who's just on his phone eating chicken, doing whatever it is. I mean, I don't know if that's your brother or not, but like, I mean, he, he's no. good. He's good at being bored in that film clip. So props to him. Was.
3: That was, that's my friend, Richard. Um, We've done music. To get like kind of together for a really long time like we competed in a singing contest um, when I was like nine and I think he was 13 or 12. and Like since then we've like kind of known each other through like the local music scene and then we became friends like like five years ago or something and we've just kind of been like doing music together and he helped me out with that which i really appreciated and All it was right. super cool. last minute i was like richard please i need someone to be in my music video i can't use and my brother like, the again the guy i know <laughs>
0: <laughs> fantastic so, yeah. how many outtakes sure. I, I swear there would be an outtakes clip of him just constantly cracking up laughing in some of those clips oh, God, yeah
3: yes because when, when we like chat we get super funny because we we've known <laughs> each other for so long and we just like make the stupidest jokes and so <laughs> There's there's definitely a lot of footage of me just like laughing my ass off and him doing the same.
0: Just stupid. Release it. Release it with the cruise ship video. We all want to see it. No, I think it's
3: gone. I think I deleted it. I have like a very finite amount of space on my hard drive.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure we can get some uh, crack hacks on there to find it in the depths Under. of the recycle bins or, or things <laughs> like that. Rain. Before I get to our, our five questions, mm-hmm. one thing I read in another interview too is that uh, you have a black belt in taekwondo. So I'm Thank imagining you. if this music career doesn't work out, are the Olympics potentially something we could see you going towards? Maybe oh, no. 2028 20, LA.
3: <laughs> I had to stop taekwondo because I have like a chronic hip condition. Right. Um, which hurts a lot when you do like high kicks and stuff, obviously. And so I like, I, I pain, I worked through the pain until I got my black belt. And then I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm <laughs> causing myself too much bodily harm. <laughs> I love it. And I miss Taekwondo so much, but no Olympics for me. Oh, unfortunately.
0: Damn. There you go. You just have to stick with like, maybe I don't know, like a Grammy or I don't know, performing at the Super Bowl or something. Just one of those. Something like ways that. Yeah,
3: yeah, totally. I yeah. mean, that would be nice, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> if well, it I mean, happens, it happens it's
0: Canada's the flavor of the week at the moment with the Super Bowl, So, you know, yes, you could, that was walking such a, good around a room, looking for things, becoming a meme within 24 hours, I mean, <laughs> you know, that worked for the weekend. True. So why not, why not rain? Why not rain? Yeah. I think that's a good collaboration. Like weekend rain. That would be a good album. It kind of sounds like. That could be a song fancy. title too. Yeah. Well that too. It's exactly. like put
3: our names together. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That would be honestly, I like, I'm obsessed with the weekend. His music is, Incredible, like everything he does, I'm like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> so, like, if he ever wants to collab, I big, am so unbelievably down. <laughs> big
0: listener to this show, I can tell you that. Uh, he he just oh, messaging me right now, saying, "Hey, I've heard you got rain on. <laughs> uh, hook us up. We can we can collaborate together." So there and you me go. His number. Yeah, exactly. I'll share it with that. Five questions now for you right now. I-, I teased these a little bit off air and uh, got you very excited with the prospect of at least one of these because- By excited
3: you mean nervous, right? <laughs>
0: well, literally, as soon as you hear the first one, you're gonna laugh and go, what is this guy thinking? Uh, okay. you know, I've been okay. asking these questions now for about 15 years and I don't think I've ever gotten a wow, they're amazing questions. So you can be the first today. <laughs> Just no pressure for you. No pressure at all with this one. First question then started off with, what is your favorite type of cheese?
3: Cheddar, I'm boring, basic.
0: Cheddar's fine. <laughs> like a sharp cheddar. Sharp cheddar. Yeah. You know, you are the second consecutive person to answer sharp sharp cheddar. <laughs> I can't even say it properly, but that's, uh, as I or, said before, it's good.
3: Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Trader Joe's had a really oh, good, it right. was like cheddar with bacon in it. It yes. was very good. I don't okay. know if they have it anymore and we can't go to the States, but... That was, that's definitely probably my favorite cheese.
0: (laughs) The first thing you're going to do when the border reopens is Trader Joe's.
3: Straight to Trader Joe's, straight to buy like a wheel of it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Everyone else is there (laughs) to see family and sort of catch up with loved ones. Boom, Trader Joe's, get out of my way. I want some cheese. That's uh, that's what I want. Uh, Question number two. Here's a question for you, Rain. All right. Now we had a, we had an advertising campaign in Australia for toilet paper. You know, it's going Mm. well here. And basically it asked people when they went to the bathroom, did they fold or scrunch their toilet yeah. paper? So are you a folder or a scruncher?
3: Folder. I used to scrunch, now I fold.
0: What what made you change? Like, There's a change. I feel at some like point. it's
3: more agronomic. Is that the word? <laughs> like it's, I feel like it environmentally, like yep. I'm making an impact.
0: <laughs> no, that that works. I always like to bring the quote up. The best quote we ever got for an answer on this one was mm-hmm. whatever keeps the veggie on the toast. So oh my that's God. <laughs> kind of works in the folding so
3: <laughs> very australian answer very
0: australian answer and you just you hear that answer and you don't even second guess it. you're like yet yeah, right that's very true yeah absolutely yeah. all right then the <laughs> you do <Yeah>. you <laughs> go for it there you go uh question number three growing up mm-hmm. what was your dream job musician musician perfect yeah. Living the dream, that's what we love. Living like the dream.
3: Live the dream. I wanted dream. to be Hannah Montana, so. <laughs> oh,
0: well, who didn't? We all wanted to be we Hannah all. Even I, actually, I think I'm probably a bit old. I wanted to be Lizzie McGuire. How's mm. that? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I never really, I was like just a little bit after the Lizzie McGuire thing,
0: unfortunately. Mm. Have to say, Hilary Duff mm-hmm. would be in my few years of childhood celebrity crush, which leads me actually into the next question, funnily enough. That's a segue, Rain, you can use that. Uh, growing up, who was your childhood celebrity crush?
3: Oh, God, I don't really know. I never really had one, I don't think.
0: (laughs) you have one now? I was just like,
3: no, I don't, honestly. Like, I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of celebrity culture.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right. I don't know.
3: I've never really had one. And oh. that's so lame of me, but I just haven't.
0: It'll happen one day. You can send us a message and be yeah, like, boom, this is this is how it works. I'll, go I'll let you know
3: answer. the moment oh. it happens.
0: Yeah. I, literally, I want the exact moment. Whether it's 3 a.m., I want you to wake up and have like a dream. Oh, fuck, that was a great texting. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is who my celebrity crush is. Boom. Go to sleep. Done. That, totally, that, totally, yeah. That works. The Brink is a 24-hour show. We're always ready to hear people's answers. We're still <laughs> waiting be, for them like, answers 10 live years live, on
3: the air. We yep. have a new Breaking news. Break. Rain Looking has in. finally
0: got no answer. <laughs> I like it. Uh, final question for you mm-hmm. today. What is yeah. your worst habit?
3: Oh, I can be a perfectionist to the point of driving myself a little bit insane. And I'm also very messy and disorganized. Okay. So it's like... Which they sound like they shouldn't happen at the same time.
0: Right. <laughs> but they I was do. about to say that.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, my life is in shambles.
0: <laughs> okay. What's, okay, I'll well, have to ask then, what are you a perfectionist at and what's the messy part? Like where do they kind of, where does the line blur eventually?
3: Mm. I'm like a perfectionist with my expectations of myself. Like I always have been like, even as a kid, I was like, I need to be the best at Everything, which isn't <laughs> realistic. Like I can recognize that isn't realistic, but at the same time, it's like no, I do need to be the best at everything possible.
0: <laughs> that will, you know, it's messy in itself in that way, isn't it? Yeah. That you, in that so. that sense
3: of like a need of control, perhaps. Yeah. So let's let's really therapize. Is that the word? Is that a word ah, it therapize? can be
0: now. See, Therap- I like. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not?
3: At least it's, I'm aware of it. Yeah, well,
0: that works. Sorry sorry that in your life of being a perfectionist, you ended up on my show. But, uh, you know, you can't. sometimes you make mistakes. So it's... No, I'm so happy to be here. You're great. I'm loving this. I love oh, the vibe and
3: your sense of humor. So It's
0: it's taken a while, but I'm finally glad we got a glowing review out of it. Uh, Rain, before I let you go, if people listening to this want to check out your music, uh, follow you on social media, give yourself a plug, where can they follow you out there?
3: I, you can find my website. I think it's official rain music. I'm not entirely sure. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter at uh, rain music underscore. It's R-A-Y-N-E, not the weather. And uh, Facebook is rain music and TikTok is official.rain.music. And I think my YouTube, you just search rain music and I'll eventually pop up. Um, and you can find all my music, including my new song Envious on like Every streaming platform, I think.
0: Boom, we'll find <laughs> I haven't,
3: it. I haven't seen one yet, that it's not on.
0: Okay, so, Spotify. So like Lithuanian Spotify, it's oh, on there or something like that. oh
3: or... yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> You're big in Lithuania. No, got it I love everywhere. It. Yeah, even your yeah. most
3: obscure homemade <laughs> DIY like streaming platforms. We got cassette. No, we
0: don't. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever gets it out there. Rain, it's uh, been a lot of fun chatting with you today here on the Brink. And I have to say that I, for one, wasn't bored in chatting (laughs) to you. I've worked on that all day. Please don't judge me. Thank you
3: so much
0: for having me. Back to back weeks of the Brink, which means back to back weeks of this. Canada. That's all we're talking about. We're talking to Canada. No one else. Oh, I guess we need to speak to one of its citizens It's not Mallory. Maybe a Canadian who actually wants to be here this week. <laughs> I actually don't know I didn't ask him. Uh, it's Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back. Wait, where am I? I have no idea. Who are you? What is this? What's
4: going Did on? Did I give consent for this? Never. I don't think I
0: gave consent. You never gave consent. And also, not joining us is your nephew, because that lasted a week. Um... <laughs> <laughs> where, where is never you... again. <laughs> where, where is Patrick? What happened there? Uh, <laughs> who is he?
4: <laughs> you know, I actually, uh, funny enough, I had him working with me yesterday, so we could honestly say that I paid him to not be here.
0: Right. Working with you. What does What does that specifically entail?
4: Uh, you know, child labour. Um, basically, I paid him to carry very heavy equipment for me. And then every time he picked up the cell phone to text, I said, hey, is that person paying you? Because I am.
0: Isn't he like 17? Uh, he get yes. a real job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Labour laws are different in Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, how's the winter going for you, Colin Hilding? Uh, because as I've discovered in the last few days, Uh, winter that happens here for like a day and you get like 30 centimeters worth of snow it basically is like the end of the world here for you that's probably just a 1 a.m to 10 past 1 a.m on a tuesday morning
4: i mean that could be 1 a.m to 1 p.m on a tuesday morning in may uh every couple years uh occasionally september I'm, i'm sure it's even happened as far late in the year as june but uh I mean, snow is nothing out of the ordinary for us. I think uh, this winter, believe it or not, has been out of the ordinary for us because it's been unseasonably warm. Um, We had the summer, which was disgustingly hot, and then the winter came and uh, we got some snow pretty quickly. It all melted, and then we got nothing until I think mid-December, uh, and then some snow fell and we got nothing. And then I think for one week in January, we got to what's considered seasonable Winnipeg temperatures, which is around minus 20, minus 30. Uh, and then it got above zero for a couple weeks. Wow. And the last week, though, um, I'd say that it's, it's steadily cooled off for the last two weeks. But the last week, we've been in extreme wind uh, or extreme weather warnings, extreme cold warnings, which is you wake up in the morning and it's uh, minus 30 something without the wind chill and minus 40 to minus 50 with the wind chill. I mean, do, do you even bother to calculate wind chill in I, Victoria?
0: Look, they do, but I, I don't get wind chill. I mean, if they're telling you it feels a certain temperature, then is it not a certain temperature? Oh, it feels <laughs> minus 40. Well, then it's clearly minus 40 if it feels that way, right?
4: Yeah. That's that's the Winnipeggers. They won't say it's minus thirty seven. They'll say, oh, it was minus fifty this morning.
0: Yeah. Um, well, they had so during this week, it was um, before even the snow warnings came. It was you know every, every day it was meant to be like minus one was the top, and for Victoria that's cold. And then I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. It was meant to drop to like minus four with a wind chill of minus twenty five. Um, and I never experienced it. I still have not experienced like anything lower than I think like a minus three or a minus four. So I, I can't comment, but, um, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's been chilly this week. I can tell you that.
4: Chilly. chilly. See, this reminds me of a couple <laughs> weeks ago when, um, uh, we were, I think getting ready to record something else. Uh, have you ever had Anthony on this show? Uh, I, this version,
0: uh, not the, oh, this version maybe, I mean, he was a co-host back in the, the, he was the founding co-host of this show uh 15 years ago but this version maybe i can't remember i do a lot of shit on this version i don't remember
4: but yeah a couple weeks ago i think we were getting ready to record something and uh he had texted you that it was like minus 23 in minnesota Mm. and i sort of laughed and i'm like (laughs) uh it's It's minus like 30 here right now and i think his response was something like well there's not really much of a difference between minus 23 and minus 30. <laughs> try minus 50 anthony <laughs>
0: <laughs> I tell me if you. there's a difference <laughs> when, when we woke up to say yesterday i was like messaging pictures and he's like lol and then just like sends me screenshots of like minus 23 minus 25 all that <laughs> kind of stuff It's, I mean, it's, I moved here and, you know, Australian coming to Canada, snow, yay. And then everyone shuts me down. It's like, oh, no, Ben, it doesn't snow in Victoria. Like maybe, (laughs) maybe like an inch every, every winter, but like, no, every couple of years, maybe. But no, this is now the second time it snowed here. Like it snowed a couple of days before Christmas, got a nice dumping over one day. Then it just kind of stuck around here. It was all like basically, oh, there might be like it snowed last week, but it just didn't settle. But then sort of as the middle of the week came, they were like, oh, there might be some snow this weekend. Then all of a sudden it was like, death to Victoria, winter storm, prepare, lock up your children. This is going to be the worst thing ever. And I mean, we watched it on Friday night. (laughs) What are you doing, Victoria? Sit down and watch the window. Oh, there's snow. Um, And, you know, woke up, fair dusting, and then it sort of went away. And now it's just gently falling and... It's it's weird like I mean I'm talking to you about snow is like talking to me about getting arrested for wrong things right like it's you know <laughs> we both know what we know but like obviously there's different types of snow isn't there because I remember yeah. that one just before Christmas it was kind of It's almost like a dirty, thick snow. Like it just, it was Mm -hmm. there and then it was gone. This one yesterday was so like powdery and nice. And like Melanie and I went and built a snowman, but it was all powdery and flaky. Couldn't really get much together. And now this morning I've woken up and it's just, I'm looking at it right now. It's it's very powdery and flaky and the trees are now coated in it. Where yesterday they weren't coated in it. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I love snow. I just want to say I love snow.
4: Yeah, there's different, uh, I mean, Winnipeg looks at that simply as what snow clearing technique are you going to use for the different type of snow? I mean, the one you're talking about is my favorite, like the, 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 the snowflakes look huge, but then everything falls and it's so light. And like you said, powdery, that's basically like you can have three or four inches of snow and you just sort of blow on it. Like it's a birthday candle yep. and it's all gone, you know, yep. um, yeah. That's like, you know, okay. You can take a broom outside when the snow is knee deep and clear it. And then there's the really, really thick stuff, which, uh, you know, you've got to have the the ergonomic shovels, the one that have like the curve on it and the handle and they got the metal blade on the bottom. And then you've got the ones where there's just so much snow, you have to pay somebody with a snowblower <laughs> to uh, clear it for you. Um, uh, we actually have somebody a couple doors down that, uh, had a snowblower and on one of those, days it snowed like we're talking heavy heavy snow for probably two days straight and i was going outside you know because jamie's got to use the car a couple times a day so i was like shoveling our sidewalk every hour hour and a half and it's like it just keeps coming it just keeps coming and uh at one point i just looked outside and i saw one of our neighbor or our neighbor's neighbor had his snowblower in our driveway doing the whole thing for us it took him like 15 minutes i mean once you've got a snowblower and you're used to it you know, you've probably cleared so many people's driveways that it's a, you could be in and out in five minutes. You don't even have to ask for money.
0: Well, Mallory had to go to work this morning at like two thirty, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll stay up. I'll um, you know I'll help you probably because she didn't drive our car yesterday. Anyway. <laughs> You're gonna
4: help her? <laughs> well,
0: it was it was a case of like, oh, there's probably gonna be snow all in the car. Like I help you. So we we went outside this morning and we couldn't find the snow shovel. Generally in our apartment complex, they leave like the shovel like at the door for people. It was nowhere to be found. It was like, fuck, okay, what are we going to do? And, like, the car's pretty well buried in, I guess, by Victoria's standards. You'd look at it and go, oh, fuck, come on, drive out of that. You can drive out of that. <laughs> but uh, I spent a good 20 minutes just kicking snow, like, you know. <laughs> like. But, again, yeah. it was a nice powdery stuff that it was actually quite simple. But it's funny because, like, it's, it's also a driving thing here. Like, I, I mean, I've never driven in snow. So to me, I look at this going, I'm not driving in that. Like, and for you, mm. you'd probably like ride a bike in this weather. But um, Oh, I, ha- I spent a whole
4: winter riding a bike <laughs> in Winnipeg. <laughs>
0: apparently yesterday, Mallory saw somebody riding a bike in this and they're like, what the hell's going on? But so Mallory went to work yesterday and uh, within five minutes, she was like, no, nah, we're not doing this. And they all got sent home. And basically it was like, no, look, <laughs> bread deliveries in Victoria and again like i mean for victoria this is a pretty significant snowfall but like again there was there was two of their drivers um one had grown up in i think nova scotia maybe and another had grown up somewhere where they're like, like they're used to it, and they literally drove. They were like, "Eh, I can drive in this." Like, don't tell me, don't tell me what I can't do. And they were like driving yeah. up the Malahat and the freaking where it was thicker and everything, and they were ringing. Oh, I love this. This is great. This is easy. Whereas I can't <laughs> imagine that if a Winnipeg came here and like got told work's being cancelled because of the snow, you'd just crack up laughing <laughs> on the phone. Uh,
4: I can think of two times where um, I'm not going to say work got cancelled, but we were in the office and there was a massive snowstorm that sort of hit in the middle of the day. And they basically said, let's send everybody home early Uh, just as a nice gesture of, you know, okay, get out of here before it gets any worse. We don't want any accidents on the road. Uh, But that one time it was bad enough. Like we are, I think we were projecting, you know, a couple of feet of snow over, you know, a 12, 24 hour period. The people who worked overnights in our office, they said, (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly their reaction.
0: So my cat just decided to jump up on my knee and miss, and dig his claws into my leg. So I thought I would give a live a... reaction of that snow. Uh... I saw
4: the facial expression, and then I heard no noise. But I swear I heard something so high pitched that it could have been a dog whistle. Um... It was my
0: microphone. He bent. The... Yeah. Anyway, uh, snow. It was you were getting sent home. I'm loving this. Yep.
4: Yeah uh so yeah the people who worked overnights they did prepare them like you know just in case this gets so bad because it's, it's not even a matter of do you want to drive in the snow it's does the city have enough time to clear the roads you know to the point where you're not plowing through it and the snow is higher than your wheels uh so they're like okay let's uh open the vending machine up in, in case anybody needs food and and make sure you get some some like uh, uh, pizza deliveries before, you know, the the evening hits in case overnight people get stuck there. I don't think it's ever actually happened, but then every once in a while you get like that preparedness. But there's pictures, uh, you know, I, I'm sure everybody's parents tell stories about, oh, you know, back in my day, right? I mean, I don't know what it was like in Australia. You know, Back in my day, we had to fight sharks off with our yeah. fists on the way or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kangaroos. Case, we have
0: special shark finding gloves yeah
4: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah uh but uh here was always you know if i had to walk to school and there was like a big blizzard uh it's like oh you know when i was your age i walked uh you know 30 minutes to school and you always just sort of roll your eyes at your parents and now there's this great uh you know facebook group called winnipeg vintage pictures where they'll show all these pictures from like decades past and they'll here's the snowstorm of 1964 And you look at it and it is like all the way up to people's front windows. And you see a tunnel that's probably about four feet high of snow going out somebody's front door. How do you live like that? Like what happened back then?
0: We, I remember, I think Hobart famously had a big, big snowfall. I think it was like 86, like the year before I was born. And I know like mom and dad showing me all the photos of like our house, like, and again, when I say covered in snow, you're going to laugh at it. But like, I mean, you know, you talk about it being rare to snow here. Uh, I mean, Yeah, I woke up to snow on the ground once in my life in Hobart and it had been, you know, since 1986, since there was like a a seafall level of snow and it blanketed the entire city. Um, But it's funny, like, I think we've talked about on the show before, but, like, I mean, we kind of had the opposite in summer because, like, Hobart's not really a city where it gets extreme heat. I mean, it definitely does a lot more now than it used to, but, um, you know, I remember once as a kid it got over 40 degrees and, like, you'd remember a day like that. But I remember in primary school, I think... I used to think it was if it hits 30 degrees you got sent home, but it would surely have to be 35 degrees because I feel 30-degree days in Hobart are a lot more common than people give it credit for. So I think if it hit 35 degrees, you would get sent home. And, I mean, having said that, like, you would only ever really have a window of a couple of weeks in December before school broke for summer and then maybe, like, the last couple of weeks of February because you're kind of at school for, like, you know, a couple of weeks of summer, really. And I think I remember once getting sent home as a kid because it was that hot. Um, and I was like, ah, it's over 35 kids go home. Uh, (laughs) so, I mean, I don't know if you, I mean, again, it's summer, right? You're not really at school in summer, but do you have extreme heat policies for school?
4: No, I, I think by the time it starts getting really hot, like our, our May and even June is I guess mild, you know, warm, but like 20 degrees, uh, when we hit our 30 pluses in the summer, it's usually like into August, I would say, uh, I, I don't think anything really gets closed down for the heat or the cold here. Um, I, I can think of one day where uh, it was too cold and they simply said, okay, don't come into school. Uh, and then that was like minus 42. Like you woke up, we're not even talking which windshield, like the temperature was minus 42. Wow. And then the next day it was like minus 37. I remember my mom calling the school saying, Hey, is school on today? And they're just sort of like, yeah <laughs> they are <were> always <laughs> condescending about it come on minus 40 is the number <laughs> minus 37 that's nothing that's short sweater uh,
0: before I, lo- I love talking about weather it's always fun but uh, before we let you go just quickly uh, I think the last time we had a proper segment with just you and no annoying relatives um, <laughs> hello to Patrick I should be that was a no- I had fun with that segment Patrick will be back um, how, are you guys still on lockdown there in Winnipeg
4: yeah, they started to ease some restrictions, uh, but it's very minor. Like, uh, we're talking like places can open at 10 to 20% capacity. Uh, most businesses are able to open at very reduced capacities. Uh, I think, um, it was only about two weeks ago where they lifted that. And already a week later, they're like, okay, let's lift some more. Uh, we'd gotten down to like double digit positive cases daily. And today was the first day where it was like triple digits again, but that was like 101, you know? Uh, So, I mean, I'm hopeful movie theaters crossing my fingers, movie theaters open uh, potentially by the summer, let's hope. But-
0: uh, (laughs) It's all right, no time to die uh, might be released, it's all good.
4: Yeah, exactly. Summer of 2023, uh, no time to die, possibility, but uh, it still feels the same for whatever reason. I think that once you have gone long enough where it's essential shopping only, you don't even necessarily think about it. We went to the mall and we were sort of looking around and like half of these stores are actually closed anyways. I think that's the big thing is that it's lasted long enough that a lot of businesses are like, you know, we're not going to open up again because we don't want to be shut down in three weeks. I,
0: um, I always find it fascinating that Manitoba and Winnipeg that's happening there. Whereas here it's kind of like, I feel we were getting worse and the restrictions were like, Oh, just, um, don't, don't open past 10 PM and you'll be right. I'm <laughs> like, yeah. I, mean, I feel like barely anything has changed here. I mean, I can't go to the movies. i to have a few less people at my wedding, but that's about it. Um, so, I mean, if you die, maybe
4: you know you'll feel it more. <laughs>
0: have, have you have you had a test yet, or have you Jamie or anyone had the test
4: yet? Yeah, Jamie and the twins are the only ones who have had to. I haven't had anything, which is weird because I was, uh, I think, from when this started in March until September, I was going into the office every single day still. Uh, but I, I I don't really get sick often. Anyways, I might get sick once a year, uh, and I probably had my one time that year. So I haven't really even shown any symptoms uh, since uh, this started.
0: And I'm probably going to jinx this by saying this, based on you know my track record on our shows. But do you know anyone who's even got it? I I, I don't know anyone yeah. who's got it at all. And this is taking over the world. I'm like, surely we know someone who's got it.
4: Yeah. Um. So the day before. <laughs> The lockdown started in Manitoba. We were only at like seven cases. Uh the seventh case was actually somebody that I knew. Oh wow. <laughs> so it was uh, Jamie, yeah, was it? I, was it Jamie? It wasn't Jamie, but uh I, I was in close proximity with this person and they said, Don't worry, we think you're okay. Uh but I had no <laughs> symptoms after that. But uh and you yeah, never I, got I know, the test I never bothered to get it. No. I I mean, I don't even know how easy it was to get the test at that point, but uh yeah, I, I <laughs> had uh, close affiliation with somebody who was in the first cases in Manitoba, but I can't think of any since then.
0: Okay, well, when I get it, I'll let you know. And our podcast will have to go yeah. into lockdown through shared yeah, exposure just- through
4: audio. Courier me or use
0: Kleenex Yes, I will definitely do that Always a pleasure Colin, thank you And thank you for not bringing family members this week (laughs) (laughs) Alright, we're uh, getting close to close things out Uh, I've still got the wonderfully excitable Mallory Waterworth-Knee Foster Sitting next to me Any update on how the game is going right now?
1: I got past the part that I was stuck on
0: How many balls have you pushed into holes?
1: Two, but now I have a third one
0: Sweet. Um, just a quick update. Tell our listener, like, look out the window right now. What's it like outside of our window?
1: It is snowy,
0: and it has been snowing for nearly twenty-four hours now. Uh, now, I was told when I moved here that it doesn't snow in Victoria. This is the second time this winter that it has snowed quite significantly. Is everybody just been lying to me? Yep. Because this is uh, maybe is, is this global warming? Is it the opposite of it? I don't know. Like, uh, have have you? Been here when it's snowed a couple of times in a winter.
1: Sorry, reass the question.
0: Have you been here when it's snowed a couple of times in winter?
1: It snows every few years, like a lot. We probably get like I don't know what, like an inch a year would be my like average.
0: This is definitely more this is like thirty centimeters worth of had in the last twenty four hours, right? Yes, that was a, that was a, a version of a, uh, a yes. But uh, it is very wintry and cold. It's great. Although this is different snow. We had uh, snow just before Christmas. That was more gluggy and I felt dirty and kind of this is more fresh and powdery and all that. We built a snowman today. How was that experience?
1: It was wonderful.
0: Yeah. Does the snowman have a name? How to build the snowman. Well, I got told off. She, she basically goes, oh, you've never built a snowman before. I'm like, of course I built a snowman. She's like, you don't even know how to roll snow. And I don't know if when you build snow on Mount Wellington or build a snowman on Mount Wellington that you are uh, really just... It's a different type of snow. It's just clumpy and you just build it. Um, why hasn't snowman, the term snowman been like uh, retconned as being sexist, shouldn't it be a snow person? Yes. Well, in all seriousness, you know, it's 2021 now. its You've got to be equal and all that kind of jazz. But... Uh, I, I enjoyed it. You didn't have to go to work today. Uh, work was cancelled, so that was an exciting thing. Uh, how is how is the bread delivery going?
1: Oh, you know, it's going to be awful tomorrow.
0: Exactly. Uh, do, do you still enjoy delivering bread? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. If you're listening, Portofino, proud sponsor of The Brink. Not really, but uh, come on board. Be that way. Uh, we will be back uh, next week. Let's bring three episodes in a row. We'll, we'll find out whether Mallory will join us or not. Um, didn't really show up this week, did you? I could do this while we were talking. I, I did. I did. It's groundbreakingly amazing, I think. Um, just give me another look. I better be careful. Uh, thanks to Move, Thanks to Rain for joining us. Uh, more interviews coming your way next week as well. And uh, plenty to keep you excited. If you enjoy this, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, get on YouTube, hit us up, and uh, get excited for, a, for another brink because that's what you do. Uh, let's close it out With Miss Excitable uh, Mallory do you remember The closing
1: Yes Do we still say Hobart
0: uh, You can say Whatever you like Keep You're my wife now So you can do Sorry What yours is mine The closing as well I'll shut up Close the show Ben Mallory That's your name
1: Keep sucking Those oranges Hobart New place
0: That works Yeah And And night.